Welcome to The Daily Cut, a podcast of Park Community Church. I'm Nicole Furno, and I serve as a deacon at Park's Near North location. Throughout this season, we wanted to create something consistent that would help add even a little sense of rhythm to life. And so to do that, we've altered our use of this podcast, and instead we'll be posting a short devotional every day. We hope you'll join us and we'll enjoy listening. This is The Daily Cut, and I'm Nicole Furno. As we begin today, I wanted to ask you a question. Have you recently had plans that were disrupted or changed? Or have you ever created a schedule at the beginning of your day, but then due to unforeseen circumstances or problems, nothing went according to your plan? Well, I imagine due to the recent coronavirus, the answer to this question for many of us is yes. This reminds me of a few years ago when my husband and I planned on going to Jamaica for a medical mission trip. And the night before the trip, I was packing up all of our supplies. I was overpacking in my husband's estimation. But anyway, we were getting ready for the trip and I discovered that I could not find my passport. And so we opened every drawer, we looked through all our filing cabinets, all of our luggage, and we could not find the passport anywhere. And so uh, we did a little research and we found out that if we went to the passport agency in Miami, that we could get a same-day emergency passport. And so we were up all night looking for the passport, uh, but we packed up our things. We went to the airport and we were running late as usual. And when we got to the gate, they said, oh, we're so sorry, you just missed your flight. And so at that moment, I completely lost it. I broke down in tears and went and sat down. And I thought, oh, this is too much. Maybe we're not supposed to go on this trip. I don't know what to do. And so a few minutes later, Rob came over and said, it's going to be fine. We're going to get on the next flight to Miami and we'll go from there. We're we're not going to give up. We're going to persevere here. And so we got on the next flight and I went to the passport agency in Miami. And about three hours later, I walked out with my shiny new passport and we were on our way to Jamaica. And over the next week, we um, were able to share the gospel with many of the people there. We met some medical needs that they had, and it was a huge blessing to be there with the beautiful people of Jamaica. And I'm so glad that Rob and I didn't give up, that we persevered, because we would have missed out on the blessing of that week if we gave up. And the reason why I'm telling you that story is because today we're going to be uh, continuing in our series on the book of Acts. And if you've read the book of Acts before, you'll remember that Paul faced many unforeseen obstacles and challenges as he um, traveled around spreading the gospel. And today we're going to go through Acts chapter 21 through chapter 26, which is a pretty good chunk of scripture. But uh, what we're going to see is that Paul is going to transition from being a traveling missionary to a prisoner. So I wanted to give you a little roadmap of where we're going today in this podcast. First, I'm going to give you a summary of what happened in Acts chapters 21 through 26. Then we're going to take a closer look at all the difficulties and challenges that Paul faced and how God equipped him to face those challenges. And then we're going to see some of the ways that we can apply what we learn from the life of Paul to our own lives. 
But the main thing I want you to remember today is that God's plans for us are not always easy, but He always equips us for what He has planned. So God's plans for us are not always easy, but He always equips us for what He has planned. And so today we'll see how God's will for Paul's life, but also our lives, may include many challenges, many obstacles, but God will provide what's necessary for us to accomplish His will. And so in Acts 21, Paul had just been at the church in Ephesus, and he was on his way to Jerusalem. And he stopped at a place called Tyre, and it was there that a man named Abagus warned Paul and said, don't go to Jerusalem because uh, the Spirit told me that you are going to be arrested there. But Paul's response to him in Acts chapter 21, verse 13 was, I am ready not only to be imprisoned, but even to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. So Paul was undeterred and arrived in Jerusalem. And when he got there, the elders at the church uh, explained that there were these rumors circulating that uh, Paul was not observing the Jewish laws. And so, because of that, the elders suggested that Paul participate in something called a Nazarite vow. And the elders hoped that in participating in this, this would show others that Paul did, in fact, observe the Jewish laws. But what happened was this actually caused division, it caused arguments, and Paul's actions there at the temple resulted in a riot. And it was then decided that Paul was going to be arrested. And as he was being arrested, Paul used that opportunity to share his testimony before he was taken to jail. And in Acts 22, uh, we read Paul's testimony, and Paul gives his testimony three times in the book of Acts, and two of the three times are going to be in the chapters that we're discussing today. And so, before Paul is taken to jail, he explains to the crowd what happened to him when he was on the road to Damascus. And in Acts 22.10, Paul asked God, uh, after he appeared to him in a bright light, he said, what should I do, Lord? And uh, the Lord said to Paul, rise and go into Damascus, and there you'll be told about what is appointed for you to do. And so, we learn that um, in Damascus, God told Paul that he would be a witness for him and for everyone to what he had seen and heard. And so, I don't know in the past what the reaction of others has been to you giving your testimony, but as Paul shared this testimony of his conversion with a crowd, uh, the people yelled for him to be killed. And so, uh, because the crowd was getting so loud and yelling for uh, Paul to be killed, he was taken back to jail. And uh, in Acts 23, we see that the next day, Paul goes before the Jewish High Council or the Sanhedrin in Jerusalem. And it was there that Paul stirred up a really lively debate because he talked about the resurrection. And this uh, crowd now that Paul was addressing consisted of Pharisees and Sadducees. And these people didn't agree on on the resurrection. So the Pharisees believed in the resurrection while the Sadducees did not. And so when Paul brought up this 
hot topic. Um, This resulted in an uproar again, and the conflicts grew violent again, and so Paul was taken back to jail. In Acts chapter 23 and verse 11, we read that God appeared to Paul while he was in jail. It says, The following night the Lord stood by him and said, Take courage, for as you have testified to the facts about me in Jerusalem, so you must testify also in Rome. And while Paul was in jail, it was revealed that there was a plan to ambush him and to kill him. So he was transferred from Jerusalem to Caesarea. And in Acts chapter 24, Paul stands trial in Caesarea, and he goes before Governor Felix where many false accusations were made against him. So, uh, they said that Paul was a troublemaker, that he tried to desecrate the temple, that he was stirring up riots. And after all these accusations, Paul Paul responded and defended himself. And Governor Felix didn't know what to do with him. And so, Paul remained in jail uh, for two years in Caesarea. And then Governor Felix was succeeded by Governor Festus. And in Acts chapter 25, uh, we see that Paul appeals to Caesar. And because he does this, this would eventually result in Paul going to Rome. But before he goes to Rome, in Acts chapter 26, Paul once again gives his testimony to Governor Festus and then also King Agrippa. And in Acts 26, uh, starting in verse 12, he explains his purpose to King Agrippa and Governor Festus. And Paul explains that he's a servant and a witness and that um, he was sent to the Gentiles to open their eyes so that they could turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. And so... Um, After this, Paul's innocence is declared by Governor Festus and King Agrippa, and Paul remains there in jail before he sets sail for Rome. And as I said earlier, we can see through this story that God's plans for us are not always easy, but He always equips us for what He has planned. So, what were God's plans for Paul? Well, his mission was pretty clear, and that was to be a witness for Christ, for the Gentiles. And just like Paul, whom God said there were things which he appointed him to do, there's also things that God has appointed each of us to do. And like Paul, we've been given a mission and a plan and a purpose for each of our lives and our families. And Ephesians 2.10 says that we are His workmanship and that God created us in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So, what if like Paul, God calls us to a difficult mission? Because we see from Paul's life, while accomplishing God's will, he encountered a lot of difficulties, a lot of roadblocks, a lot of obstacles, many challenges. You know, just in this section of Scripture we're studying today, Acts 21 through 26, we get a glimpse of just how difficult Paul's circumstances were. In Acts 21, Paul was falsely accused by the Jews. He was seized and dragged out of the temple. They tried to kill him. He was beaten. He was bound in chains. The people shouted away with him. In Acts 22, they stretched Paul out to be whipped. In Acts 23, he was about to be torn to pieces. 
The Jews made an oath to not eat or drink until they killed him, and they planned an ambush. In Acts 25, another ambush was planned, and Festus said that his death was demanded by all of the Jews. We also see that Paul continued to preach the gospel even when other Christians tried to steer him away from his mission. You'll remember that Agabus prophesied that he would be arrested in Jerusalem, and yet he went there anyway. So we can see that God's will for Paul's life, but maybe also for our life, may include many obstacles and challenges. And, you know, I used to think that if something was really hard or uncomfortable or had a lot of difficulties associated with it, that it must not be in line with God's will for me. But something God has been teaching me is that He often calls me to do hard things for His glory. And maybe God is also calling you to do hard things for His glory. Because all throughout the Bible, we see examples of people who faced hardships as they followed God's lead. There's many examples, but to name a few, I think of Joseph, who was thrown into a well. He was sold into slavery, and he was falsely imprisoned. Job, he faced incredible loss and suffering. He lost his family, his health, his fortune. And there's David, who was on the run from Saul for years, hiding out in caves. And then in the New Testament, John the Baptist, the forerunner of Jesus, he was put in jail and ultimately decapitated. I think of Mary, who was called highly favored by God, and yet uh, she had to endure watching her son be crucified on a cross. I think about the disciples who were mocked, jailed, they were stoned, they were tortured and murdered. But you know, the ultimate example that God's plans for us are not always easy was Jesus. Isaiah 53.3 says he was despised and rejected by men a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. So, if Jesus' life was not exempt from difficulties and challenges while He was obeying God's call, do you think we should be exempt from those difficulties and challenges? Well, before you get too discouraged and turn off this podcast, I wanted to read to you Hebrews 12, verses 1 to 2, which says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. Brothers and sisters, God has set a race before us, but it's going to require endurance. Endurance is the capacity to hold out or bear up in the face of difficulty. And, you know, I was thinking about it. You only need endurance during a difficult or a tough race. And so, for some of us, our races, our missions, or the plans that God has for us may include unwanted or unforeseen challenges. Maybe your plans have recently been derailed because of the coronavirus or due to unemployment or due to the cancellation after cancellation of many events. 
Or perhaps you had a roadmap laid out for your life. You know, maybe you plan to go to school, get a job, get married, have kids. But like Paul, maybe your plans have changed. Maybe you didn't plan on being single this long, or you didn't plan on having a child with special needs, or you didn't plan on having a chronic medical condition. Your plan didn't include your business closing, or you didn't plan on loved ones going to heaven so soon. But what I want to suggest to you is that just like many of the people we read about in the Bible, as followers of Christ, maybe we were ordained, destined, or created to do hard things in order to glorify God with our lives. Maybe God's will is not easily accomplished because it keeps us dependent on Him and reminds us we can't achieve anything on our own, but only with His help. Maybe God's plans for us are not the easiest or the most comfortable, um, but maybe they were designed so we can learn that we can endure hard things with His enablement. So far today, we've talked about how God's plans for us are not always easy. Now we're going to see how God always equips us for what He has planned. So how did God equip Paul? Well, in the chapters of Acts we're studying today, we can see that God equipped Paul in three ways, through his spirit, through his presence, and through his help. So the first way is through his spirit. And Paul followed the leading and the guidance that was provided by the Holy Spirit because in Acts 20 verse 22, we read that as Paul was compelled by the spirit, he went to Jerusalem. And so Paul followed the guidance of the Holy Spirit, but he was also empowered by the Holy Spirit. Jesus said to the disciples in Acts 1.8, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So Paul followed the guidance of the Spirit and also was empowered by the Spirit. And the second way that God equipped Paul was through his presence. You'll remember that earlier I read Acts 23.11, and this was when Paul was in jail. It says, The Lord stood by him and said, Take courage, for as you have testified to the facts about me in Jerusalem, so you must testify also in Rome. So God stood by Paul. God stood near him. And this was how Paul could take courage. Paul was resolute despite the danger that he faced and his adverse circumstances because God was with him. So God equipped Paul with his spirit, with his presence, and thirdly, with his help. As Paul made his defense before King Agrippa and Festus in Acts 26-22, he explained to them how the Jews tried to kill him. And Paul said, To this day I have had the help that comes from God. So God was Paul's ally. God was on his side. Paul was aided by Almighty God to accomplish his mission. So God equipped Paul through his spirit, his presence, and his help. But the good news is is that God provides the same for us. Hebrews 13.21 says that God equips us with everything good that we may do his will. So God prepares us to do His will as He works within us. And there's more good news. The same Spirit that lived in Paul now lives in us. 
John 14, 26 says that the Helper, the Holy Spirit, uh, will come to us and will bring to remembrance all that Jesus said to us. And Paul said in Romans 15, 13, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. And so in Christ, we're sealed with the Holy Spirit, which means we have a helper, we have a guide, we have a teacher. God equips us with His Spirit, which is our source of power and hope. So Paul had the Holy Spirit in Christ. We also have the Holy Spirit. And God also promises us His presence with us. Deuteronomy 31.8 says, It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Joshua 1.9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So we can also have courage like Paul did because God is with us today wherever we go. And just like Paul experienced, God is our help. Psalm 46 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Hebrews 13 6 says, says, so we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? So God's plans for us are not always easy, but he always equips us for what he has planned. So if you're facing many difficulties and trials as you follow God, you're in good company. And just because you face obstacles on your road doesn't mean you're necessarily on the wrong track. Now, I'll add that sometimes God does pave the way before us and makes our paths easier, lighter, and smoother, but this isn't always the case. Just as I experienced with my passport, at times God helps us through a challenging circumstance so we can experience His provision and help through the battle. You know, the struggle of getting my passport was real, but God's provision in that struggle was also real. So if you're listening today and you're suffering, you're enduring great challenges, or your plans have been disrupted, remember that God's ways are not our ways. As we trust in Him with all our hearts and not our own human understanding, He will direct our paths. Do you need guidance today or a supernatural supply of energy? Then ask the Holy Spirit to fill you, to help you, and to guide you. Perhaps you need courage for a difficult conversation, a difficult assignment, a difficult job. Maybe you need courage for parenting, courage to face an ongoing trial, courage to face an addiction, courage to face a career change, or courage to face an injustice. God stands by you and His presence is with you. Do you need help? Do you need help in your singleness, help in your marriage, help in your parenting, help in your career, help in your finances? Do you need help just to make it through another day? Well, God always equips us for what He has planned, and He will enable you to accomplish what He has called you to do. He will strengthen you with His Spirit, He'll reassure you with His presence, and He will be with you to help you. God's plans for us are not always easy but He always equips us for what He has planned. 
Now, some of you may have heard over the last week that Tim Keller, who is the founding pastor of Redeemer Church in New York City, was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And I wanted to share with you what he posted on Instagram. He said, I have terrific human doctors, but most importantly, I have the great physician himself caring for me. Though we have had times of shock and fear, God has been remarkably present with me through all the tests, biopsies, and surgery of the past few weeks. He concluded by writing this, which is based on Hebrews 12, 1-2. Running the race set before me with joy, because Jesus ran an infinitely harder race with joy for me. I love that running the race set before me with joy because Jesus ran an infinitely harder race with joy for me. God's plans for Tim are also not easy to endure, but step by step and doctor appointment after doctor appointment, God is equipping him to face the road ahead. God is filling Tim with his spirit, making his presence known, and is helping him by being his great physician and healer. So I hope that each of us is encouraged today that no matter how tough our circumstances might be, as we run the race set before us with joy, that God Almighty will equip us with all that we need. Let's close today with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you and we thank you so much for the life and the ministry of Paul. Lord, thank you that he set the example, that he persevered, during tough times. Thank you for his life. Thank you for the letters that are written uh, in the Bible that encourage us today. Thank you that Paul told us to not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we will reap if we don't give up. So help us, Lord, to not give up. Help us to press on to reach the end of the race in order to receive the heavenly prize for which God through Jesus Christ, is calling us. Lord, just as you stood by Paul and told him to take courage in the book of Acts, I pray that through your Spirit, your presence, and your help, all of us would persevere in the races you have marked out for each of us. Equip us today, we ask, once again, for the work you're calling us to do, for your glory and our joy. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening today. I hope you're doing well. We'll be back tomorrow with another short devotional. So stay tuned.